welcome to a special bonus episode of Overheard in the Pantry. Y'all know we could not let too much time go by before we talk about Taylor Swift's surprise new album, Folklore. We're breaking down each and every song. Y'all know I have notes on each and every song. We're talking about our favorites. We're connecting the dots. Um, As Courtney put it, we're, you know, bringing this quilt together that Taylor has constructed with this album. So if you are ready to light a nice little fall candle, put a cardigan on, and pretend it's not the middle of summer, crack open the pantry door and let's get into it. I felt like that was appropriate. That was very appropriate. <laughs> it was like hey, a little lullaby opening. Yeah, it was a little a little music moment, but it was a little different. Mm-hmm. Hey, Felicia. Hi, Courtney. It's not Friday. <laughs> it's not. You know, I figured yesterday, whenever I was editing these many episodes we've done, I was like, wow, we've recorded four episodes in the course of a week. Already? Really? Yeah. I didn't even realize, to be honest. Yeah, we've recorded four episodes in a week, but we had to get on here and do this one because Taylor Swift dropped a surprise album. Yeah, this was, like, mandatory. Like, there's just no way. That's It would be way off-brand for us to not specifically dedicate something to the folklore moment. Yeah, because the last um, episode we did, we were unaware. It was, like... <laughs> The day before, she announced she was going to drop a surprise album, and we were, like, talking about how we were, like, wanting something new from her, and, oh, she should do, like, an Ariana Grande thing and give us a second album, and it happened. Here we are. Here we are. We we went from lover to the folklore, girl. Who would have known? We were so clueless. We were so clueless. We had no idea. I had not a clitzy clue, girl. Not a clitzy. Mm-mm. Um, <laughs> so she randomly announced um, this past Thursday at 8 a.m. that morning, hey, Folklore, new album. I've already written it. It's out now. There's 16 songs and a bonus song. Um, get ready. Were you ready? I was not. I literally... I mean, this was the first thing I saw when I opened my eyes. Me. <laughs> I opened my eyes, and I normally, like, you know, go through my notifications and stuff like that. But I think I had forgotten to put my phone on Do Not Disturb, and I think that this is the only reason why I was woken. I woke up at 8 a.m. because we got a text from Ricky in our group chat, and Me. I was like, oh, what's Ricky saying? So I clicked on that because this is – I'm literally half asleep, and I see he sent a screenshot, and he's like, Swifties, SOS, and I'm like – what and then I'm like no 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 this is fake and then I'm like what tonight so of course I speed over to her Instagram to confirm because I need a verified check confirmation that an album is coming out and I just I had no idea what to do I literally sat in bed for hours trying to figure out what was going on damn I think I don't already girl I already don't forgot how I forgot how I fucking found out about the damn album (laughs) I know I woke up and I immediately checked Twitter. Did I find out on Twitter? Or did I find out on Instagram? I know I found out on social media first. And I was like, what the 
fuck. Then I thought it was I was fake at first, and then I was like, hold on. Then I really looked at the cover, and I said, oh, oh, <laughs> well, alrighty. Disco album. She's not here yet. <laughs> I couldn't remember if we had talked about that, like what kind of album we thought she was going to put out next. Did we talk about that? I don't think so. Because I just, I feel like on some episodes somewhere, we had discussed it. And I had said I thought she was going to come out with a country album next. I want to say Well Played by Taylor, because I think that the general public just naturally thought she would have just given us another pop album. Mm-hmm. And Taylor said, I'm literally Jewel, period, this era, and nothing more and nothing less. And I love that. Yeah. Whew. I think that, um, I think what a lot of people have pointed out, and this makes a lot of sense to me, is just the way folklore sounds and just the whole experience of it was came out at the perfect time. Like, this album coming out right now in the state of the world, a bunch of people being at home right now, like, this was the perfect timing for it because it feels very much like an album that you just want to sit alone in your room and listen to. Mm. You know what I like about the album? What's that? I like that the album sounds, it's very much not trying to compete. It Mm -hmm. reeks of not trying to compete. The stench of girl, I'm doing my own thing is there. Mm -hmm. And I I love that. I I agree. I feel like it feels like she's literally like, this is a project I was working on and I'm going to share it with you because I, I just want to share this project with you. Like, it doesn't feel like somebody was like, okay, you have to put out a record this year and you need to write songs for it. Yeah. Um, the fact that there was like no, no lead up to it, like no like teasers stuff like that like we got all of the songs at once I was thinking about that today like in previous album releases like we've heard like you know three or four of the songs before an album comes out this one we heard heard absolutely nothing so we all experienced it at the same time like no secret sessions no leaks nothing like that like everybody heard this album at the same time that's cool. There were no preconceived notions, you know? Because, like, when people go to, like, secret sessions and stuff, they'll come back and they'll, like, you know, kind of not spoil it, but, like, you know, we'll get little hints here and there they about how the album seems. Right, right. They tease it. And that's, like, a great marketing strategy for the album release, you know? Like, having people from secret sessions do that. But mm. with this one, there is nothing. We just, everyone heard the album at the same time. I saw that she hadn't even told her label she was dropping it until like a couple hours before she released it to the public that she was dropping it see i live for that because that means that that says to me that at any time taylor wants to release music we'll get it yeah that says she's in command she's in control that says you know whatever contract she signed with republic it was yeah i think so Mm -hmm. whatever contract they they signed, um, she signed with Republic was very much an MVP kind of uh, mm-hmm. contract. You get what yeah. I'm saying? She going to do whatever she do because she going to bring in the numbers regardless. Exactly. Because if you think back when she um, talked about release in 1989, like she had to fight to be able to release a pop album. Like she had to fight <laughs> Big Machine, like and try to consuade, like 
sway them to say, yeah, it's fine for you to do this. But this, she just said, you know what? I've worked on this. I've had a fun little time keeping myself occupied during quarantine. Here you go. I want to ask you, Felicia. Mm -hmm. What do you have to say to people who do not like the album? Um, I mean, I think it's fine if you don't like the album. I think that for me, being somebody who has liked Taylor Swift since, like, Fearless, um, this, people are, like, acting like this is, like, revolutionary. And it is. It's a great album. But to me, this is Taylor. Mm -hmm. This album is Taylor. Not saying that Pop Taylor is not Taylor, but this is the Taylor that, like, I started on. Like, this is very speak now for me. Mm -hmm. I agree. Um, With the lyrics and the way she just like crafts these stories and she gives you all these visual descriptors. So you like can picture it as if you're hearing like an actual folklore, like a story being told, like you can close your eyes and just visualize it. And I think that that's just, it's classic Taylor to me. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's fine if like people that prefer pop Taylor might not like this. Um, to me, it's the same thing. It's just the melody's different. I I think for me, I'm grateful that I love Taylor's storytelling more than Taylor's production. Mm-hmm. Or, like, more than Taylor's, like, choruses. Because I agree, it's very much sort of like a jumping back to basics. But, like through a different kind of lens. Yes. You know what I mean? She was like however many years younger when she did speak now. And like, this is like a mature woman um, telling mature woman stories. Mm-hmm. You get what if I'm you think saying? about it, speak now came out 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. I bought it the same day I bought pink Friday. <laughs> I bought it girl. I bought it. Um, yeah, I agree. And Taylor's always talked about her songwriting process and the fact that she always starts acoustic this is how her songs start. No matter what it is, no matter how much production goes into it, she always wants to be able to strip it down, which she displays beautifully whenever she performs a secret song live. And it's this highly produced song that she's now sitting in a stadium singing acoustically. You know what I also love? Um, I love that you can tell that um, the environment she created sonically was hella intentional mm-hmm. Felicia I was hearing so many goddamn beat drops that never fucking happened in my head the entire album um I was hearing all sorts of different production in my head the entire album but it was intentionally minimalistic yes and that's something that you have to respect you get yeah. what I'm saying because it's it's part of the environment that she's like creating for the listener yeah you know? um I want to go through every song because, like I told you before we started recording, I went through Take every no song <laughs> and wrote notes. But I just want to say Mirrorball is that for me, that the intentional instrumental and production of that song. Um, so should we should we just dive right in? I have all Girl, of my notes no, pulled I have up. Not a- I don't have not a note. I don't even know all the names of the damn songs. So, girl, kick it off. Kick it up, girl. What's the name of that Disney Channel movie? Gotta kick it up, girl. Balin La Sudad, girl. Kick it up. Mm, mm. 
Okay, so we'll start out with the first song, which is the one. It's the intro. It's our first insight to folklore. Um, oh, also, let me ask you this: Did you did you watch the Cardigan music video first, or did you listen to the album first? Oh, pause. I haven't seen it. Oh, you haven't? I haven't seen it. I jumped right into the reaction, and then, girl, I've been hitting the ground running ever since. I have not seen the Cardigan video. Tell me about it. See, okay, so I watched the Cardigan video first, and I always say this, like, on my reactions, or I don't know if I always say this, like, in the video, but I always, whenever I'm talking about my reaction videos offline, uh, I'm a little bit, like, worried that people don't even care about my reactions because I'm not somebody who's, like, super like um loud and like excited like I for me whenever I'm reacting to something I have to like ingest it and like take it in so I feel like it's boring no (laughs) but um so I I just like it was it's I love getting a music video and a song at the same time but at the same but it's also hard because I'm hearing the song for the first time and I'm trying to like hear the lyrics and stuff like that so it's hard for me to watch the video and understand what's happening in the video um I agree. Can I just say that I wish I would have heard me separately from the music video? I felt like the music video, like, hella distracted me because I reacted. Uh Um, And I really, like, I think about this weirdly, like, all the time. (laughs) Like, I'm like, damn it. I wish I would have heard me, like, by itself first. And then I really would have been able to get into the video. Because it wasn't until I stopped watching the music video. And there's nothing wrong with it at all. Um, I don't know what it is. It just always, like, throws me off or it's, like, distracting to me because, and by the way, I love me, so y'all can fuck off with that because yeah. that's my fucking shit. Um, I just, I get what you mean with that. Yeah, um, yeah, it's hard to, like, especially when it's somebody it. you love so much. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to pay attention to, like, the two. And, you know, with Taylor, like, you know, you're thinking, okay, what does this lyric mean? What does this scene mean? Um, but the Cardigan music video, I decided to watch that first. Um, it's very much feels like you're in a fairy tale. You're surrounded. She's in a piano out in the woods. Like it starts out, she's in this like old house with like broken piano keys and she's playing the piano. Um, and she ends up like going into the piano when she comes out. It's like this magical forest um that she's in with like waterfalls this that and the other um and then she goes into the piano bench and when she comes out she's in like an ocean and she's like holding on to the piano to like save her life I guess is what it makes me think of as like kind of Titanic-y like she's holding on to the piano to stay above the water um only the music can save a girl exactly and then of course, we closed the scene back out in the house that she was in, and she um, ca- ca- crawls out of the water because she does go under the water, and um, she puts on the cardigan. Oh. But there's like different. I have not jumped into the music video because, like I said, we've had so much. Um, but there's like pictures and stuff on the wall. I think there's a photo of her grandfather in the wall, which is referencing one of the songs. Um, different things like that that I haven't even gotten into yet. <laughs> But anyways, so track one, the one. Um, I feel like Taylor always delivers a great introduction to the album with the first song. I just feel like previous albums, she's just, it never, you always know that this first album is going to like kind of set the scene. I agree. 
Um, I really like the song a lot, but it makes me sad a lot. Um, it, it reminds me of like um, Supercut, and you know how I feel about fucking Supercut. Mm. Um, I you know I I think it's like um, maybe I just have a, a thing with like songs and reminiscing because that's like a common theme between both songs, right? Supercut yeah. like really does something. That song like gets me. I like can't listen to that song, but I love that album. Um, and I feel the same way about the one because I love the song. I love the lyrics, but I just find the ly- lyrically, I find it to be incredibly sad. Yeah, I see. To me, stuff like nostalgic stuff isn't sad to me. Mm. Like I don't feel sadness. I feel like um, just like the nostalgia of it all, and like thinking back to like a whimsical time and like the romanticized version of something rather than like the actual like bad stuff that happened is that's how Mm. I like take songs like Supercut and basically all of folklore (laughs) um (laughs) it just like reminds me of like times that may not have ended well but it's the mystical part of that time that I feel like it's like recalling um so I wrote notes for each song. So I guess I'll just kind of like go through them and we can talk about Give me about them it. notes, girl, period. Um, so I think it's interesting how um, on I Did Something Bad on Reputation, that was the first time she cussed in a song and she said shit. And this album, the first line, she says, I'm on some new shit. Like she's period. the first line of this album. She's telling you, all right, I'm doing good. I'm on some new shit. Like, Bitch, it is. it's time to go. Um, let's see. What have I written here? I should have probably reviewed my notes before we got on here. But you know what? <laughs> this is this is an album discussion, so it's going to be that. Um, also, I, whenever I wrote these notes, I might not have been sober. So <laughs> Me. So that's why I'm kind of like, what the fuck was I talking about? This is this is the note. This is literally what I wrote. It sounds what nostalgia feels like. When I hear this song, I can see the sepia tones and memories from the Snapchat filter. Or not the Snapchat, the Instagram filter. I wrote Snapchat. See, that tells you. I don't even use Snapchat. Me. Girl, you better get to these sepia tones, girl. You can see them, girl, with the third eye. Literally. Um. So I also like that this one calls back to me. Because she says, um, what does she say? Um, In my defense, I have none. I've got the lyrics pulled up. Sorry, y'all. We literally don't know the words yet. This just came out. Me. She, She says something about never leaving well enough alone, which is from me. There it is. Okay, she says, in my defense, I have none for never leaving well enough alone. Mm. But it would have been fun if you would have been the one. So I just, I love that it calls back to me. I feel like a lot of lines in this whole album have called back to other albums. Mm. I don't know if, like, you've picked up on that I was, or like, catching it here and there. Yeah. Like, like, this, this, like, this I definitely picked up on. Because, like, I feel like just sprinkled throughout the album, I'm like, oh, that feels like something from Red, or that feels like something from Speak Now, or something like that. Um, I also have written down that this is another classic Taylor move where she switches up the chorus. Like, the chorus is not the same each time. Um, And I just feel like that's something she always, always does. 
Um, I also wrote down there's absolutely no no way that this is not about Harry Styles. Girl. <laughs> the Haler jumped out. The Haler's no, love child was uh, reborn. Haler's love child said, what? <laughs> Girl, that makes it even sadder. <laughs> that makes it even sadder. Um, and then I wrote down a couple of my favorite lyrics from the song. Um, you know, the greatest films of all time were never made. That also makes me think of Wildest Dreams um, and the music video for that, because the whole music video for Wildest Dreams was her filming mm-hmm. a movie called Wildest Dreams. And she falls in love with the um, lead actor and he ends up, he's with another girl, illicit affairs, bitch. Here we go. Um <laughs> And uh, she ends up running away. So, um, and then um, we never painted by the numbers, but we were making it count. I thought that one was great. Um, in my defense, I have none for digging up the grave another time. I thought that this kind of like reminded me of "Look What You Made Me Do." That's what it reminded me of. That's and what I also- visualized. It also reminded me of this love um, from 1989 because she says this love is good, this love is bad, this love is alive back from the dead. Yeah, so she's saying, you know, bitch, I'm going to keep digging this grave up because I feel like you would have been the one. And not to mention it also reminds me of Better Man because although Better Man was not sung by Taylor, it was written by Taylor. And Mm. it literally says like, you could have been the one if you were a better man. Oh. Uh, oh, and I also, this is another, I feel like, t- classic Taylor move where it sounds like an upbeat song, but it's not. <laughs> yeah. I said, I hear what you're doing, sis. Mm-hmm. I hear what's going on here. You better stop. <laughs> tricking. You better stop. That's exactly, yeah, tricking. Tricking, <laughs> no treat. I said, I feel sad after hearing this, girl. <laughs> um okay so what do you have anything else to add to my notes or that was it she did that but i do uh, feel like it's another iconic album opener oh for sure for sure she's like you know no matter what kind of fan you are this is some new shit it's a little bit different yeah. so you gotta buckle up your motherfucking seat belts broads it's going down and then we get into Cardigan, and Cardigan for me just sounds like a freaking fairy tale. Like it just sounds like you're seeing like lightning bugs in a forest, and you're out there like you know gathering berries. Like that's what Cardigan feels like to me. I almost kind of um, wish that Taylor could have had like an Alanis Morissette feature on Cardigan, because mm. for some reason it it just like makes me like think of her in like the weirdest way possible yeah. um, because we know that Alanis Morissette is like known for sort of like angrier aggressive music but mm-hmm. I feel like her vocals kind of fit the whimsy of Cardigan because I look at it as sort of like a really whimsical kind of song I like yes, it I do too um this is one of the three songs that are supposed to connect on the album I feel like most of the songs connect on the album but Taylor had said that she had a storyline on the album um, where three of them connected. um, Cardigan, August, and Betty all connect. Um, But So this one is supposed to be from the perspective of the Betty character. 
Yes. Um, I can't remember, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it does. Okay, I've got my I've got my notes. <laughs> my Maybe. notes said, "Bitch, I'm gonna be here for you," so you can't remember. So it opens up, and you can hear like, for me, it sounds like heels clicking on the cobblestone, and that's what she says: "High heels on cobblestone." Um, so I feel like that just is another way for her to set the scene for you to really visualize what she's saying. Like you can act, it's like she paints a picture in your mind when she's saying this stuff. Yeah. She's really good with the imagery. She's so good at it. And I don't, I like, I don't understand how she does it. Like, how do you like describe something so vividly to where it feels like I was there? Girl, that's why she's the millionaire. Cause not Um, everybody could do that. No, they can't. Not and people don't even try. Um, <laughs> um, I also like how in the first verse, and I don't know if this means anything at all. It's just something I noticed is that she's mentioning old and new because she's saying vintage tea, brand new phone. So that's like old T-shirt, new phone, sequin mm-hmm. smile, which is bright and shiny, black lipstick. So she's like, it's like the yin and the yang. Like she's doing like opposites. Um. Which I don't know if that's, like, meant to be something, but that's just something that stuck out to me. Um, I love, I just, I love songs like this. Like, Courtney, you know I was texting you, and I'm just like, fuck, I can't get over it. Like, just, like, drunk under a streetlight, dancing in your Levi's. Like, I can just picture it. Like, I've, like, been there, and, like, I can just picture it. Um, She painted that picture just for you, girl. She painted it. Um... Uh, I love that we've now gone from she left her scarf at someone's house to a cardigan. Like, we've gone from all too well to, from the scarf and all too well to cardigan. Um, A couple of little notes that I wrote about uh, my favorite lyrics. I love the, your heartbeat on the high line, once in 20 lifetimes. What a pretty lyric. Once in 20 lifetimes. That is a pretty lyric. Like, I can just, like, see them, like, in the in New York City, like, up on the skyline. Like, I can just see it. Um, <laughs> it's like an excerpt out of a romance novel. It is, yeah. I feel like that's what, like, like she literally just gave us the whole plot to a romance novel in one line. <laughs> like, <laughs> stepping on the last train marked me like a bloodstain. That reminds me of in Clean when she says, you're still all over me like a wine-stained dress. Um, I loved the tried to change the ending. Peter losing Wendy. Like, who would have thought that? that? I love that lyric. That really like adds adds it in there. Like, this is an album about stories and fairy tale, and this is supposed to be magical. She says something like "left me like a father," right? She yes. Um. Also, I read on. I read somewhere. The Peter losing Wendy line recalls like back to the um the other line in here. Oh it, no, yeah, it's like kind of foreshadowing for the line, the next verse where she says, um, chasing shadows in the grocery line, because you know Peter was a shadow. And I, I will say that. that um the Peter and Wendy line I did make me think of Harry. Because I do think of, like, Harry as sort of, like, this eternal, youthful, like, never growing up. And he sort of, like, went back to his whimsical life. And Taylor, you know, went on to do what she did, girl. Yeah, Was and that 
<laughs> exactly. And I feel like 1989 is a lot about that, about falling in love, like, with someone who's younger and just like this love. Like, Could you, you know, imagine how many bops Abigail done heard that we will never hear, um, girl? I cannot imagine. Mm. I can't Shout out to Abigail, girl. I know Abigail done heard Reputation Part 2 that we ain't never gonna get. I know she done heard it. I know she... Felicia, I know she done fucking heard it. Shout out to Abigail. Don't blessed eardrums, girl. Shout mm. out to Abigail, bitch. Um, but yeah, so she... Yeah, running... running, Leaving like a father, running like water. Mm. And um, from whenever I, for, I... Like I said, I listened to this before I listened to the album. And the whole time I was, like, editing my reaction to the music video, the line, um, when you were young, they assume you know nothing, just kept, like, repeating in my head, like, that hook. Like, she hooked me with it. She hooked me with it. She hooked it. a girl. She, she got you me. like one of them little fishes out the ocean, girl. Sardine time, girl. She hooked you. Literally. Um, the bridge of this song reminds me of Fall Out Boy. And I don't know why. I just, I, it, it sounds like Fall Out Boy when she's saying to kiss in cars and downtown bars was all we needed. You just stars around my scars. That just reminds me of like a Fall Out Boy feel, which I love because she's writing this song about this storyline of this couple when they were in high school, when they were 17. So mm-hmm. it just like all pairs together so perfectly. <laughs> Girl, I'm ready for her and Patrick to get it done. Literally, like I love that she did something with Brendan. I love that. Me but too. if Taylor and Fall Out Boy ever paired up, like I know that they did the Victoria's Secret thing together, but if they ever paired up and collaborated for a song, bitch. Didn't we think at one point um, before Lover came out that her album was going to be a duets album? Or literally, was that just me? <laughs> So all I Felicia remember, said Bush, I don't remember that. <laughs> I, I'm trying to remember because that I was like that sounds familiar. What I'm thinking of is whenever we thought she was, or whenever like um, it was like oh she's gonna re-release Lover with Deluxe with features because she did that song with Shawn Mendes and people were oh, thinking yeah. she was gonna do. That's what that made me think of. But you might have thought of something differently. No, I think you're right, Felicia. Damn, we still need the duets EP. <laughs> we need that before the before the year is out, girl. Call Charlie. Who we get? Oh wait, I'm girl. I'm distracting from the goddamn folklore, girl. This is shit of sixteen songs, girl. Let me stop. I have to save my Taylor fantasy um album ideas for another moment in La Pantry. <laughs> um. Yeah, I I love Cardigan. I think it's probably it's hard to pick a favorite, but it's one of my favorites from the album. Mine too. Um. Okay, the last great American dynasty. <laughs> See, I barely remember this one. I was. Oh, thinking about it. I'm looking at the track list right now, and I'm like, that was one of the ones I don't remember as well as much. I feel like every couple of hours since it's only been a few days, but I feel like every couple of hours, like a new song like is in my mind from the album and I'm like oh I want to listen to that one again um and I feel like right now as we're recording this the last great American dynasty is that one for me like I keep like wanting to play it every whatever um the good thing about it is the fact that like because this is not like sonically my preference 
like as I continue to listen to the album, like new favorites will just organically jump mm-hmm. out over time. So like I look forward to that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. And I also like I mentioned before, like I love it because we heard all these songs for the first time in one sitting. It's not like we're tired of any of them. Yeah, exactly. Because I know I'm going to play Cardigan out, girl. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, So I love, and it it kind of makes me a little bit emotional, but I just love the last great American Dynasty story, like the the inspiration. The fact that she was like, let me write a song about someone who lived in this home before me. And she, like, looked up the history and, like, found out about this woman that owned the house before she did. And how she... Felicia. Yeah. Is this the one that goes? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh no, she she was a cute Bob. She was one of the upbeat girls. She automatically she jumps into the top five. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, girl, so I a Bob. Oh yeah, girl. Oh yeah, girl. Get back into that girl. Get back into that girl. Oh yeah, she was the Bob girl. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> I love that she like does the parallels of saying like who Rebecca was and who she is and how they're so similar and how it's so perfect because she talks about how like Rebecca owned this house and like, um, you know, she was new money and her husband died and, um, you know, Rebecca, she brought, she flew in her bitch pack friends. Like, can we <laughs> rename our group chat to bitch pack friends? Because bitch. Girl, I had to fucking rewind. <laughs> I thought I was hearing shit. You know, you got to put, you got to put the bong down real quick. I said, hold on. Did I hear that shit right? Hold she on. Said Rebecca flew her bitch pack friends into Rhode Island, bitch. Come on up. Tell me getting into the, the business, girl. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so the song is about how Rebecca threw, like, all these parties at the house and her neighbors didn't like it. Um, and, you know, they would say she's the most shameless woman this town has ever seen. She's the maddest woman this town has ever seen. Um, I love just, like, how Taylor always just, like, adds in little details to her song so like she she, the Rebecca had a feud with her neighbor and she stole his dog and died at Key Lime Green like that's like a folklore you know like a story about Rebecca and the woman that lived on the house on the hill like it sounds like folklore like you know what I mean like that kind of like urban legendy kind of wording yeah yeah and I just I, I my favorite part of the song is where she, 50 years is a long time, holiday house set quietly on the beach, free of women with their badness and men and their bad habits. And then it was bought by me. By me. Oh, that gives me chills, bitch. She said, you know, the house sat up there empty for all this time. And they were like, you know, finally, finally the house is fucking empty. There's no crazy woman in this house. She said, she fucking bought because I am here and I'm buying the house. I can hear her smiling when she says, and then it was bought by me. And you just know when she plays the song live, she's going to pause right there. She's going to yep. say, and it was bought by me. And then, like, let people cheer. So, yeah. So, I, I love I love that part. I think she's going to pause, let the crowd cheer, bitch, because then she's going to switch it up. Because mm. then she's like, we're no longer talking about Rebecca. Because now, who knows if I show, if I never showed up, what could have been? And then she says, there goes the loudest woman this town has ever seen. I had a marvelous time ruining everything. Oh. Mm. 
which I just fucking love. I love it. Like her neighbors, they bitched and they complained about her buying that Rhode Island house. They didn't like what she was doing there. They didn't like that they were paparazzi and they bitched about Taylor owning that house. And she said, you know what, bitch? I had a marvelous fucking time. I don't give no fucks about y'all. I had a marvelous time ruining everything. Oh, what a run. A woman. A mad fucking woman. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Moving on to exile. Mm. I hit a bop, an unexpected hit. um, And I still don't like Bonnie Vere because he stole a Grammy from Nicki Minaj. But his vocals on this did that. Um, And I forgot what his voice sounded like before I heard this. So I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I don't, really, I don't really know what any of his songs. I know what Skinny Love is, but I don't really know much about Bonnie Bear. Um, I'm more of a James Bay kind of girl in that realm of people. Um, See, I don't even know who that is, girl. Who the fuck is that? Hold Back the River. Let me look in your eyes. I haven't heard of her. Mm-hmm. I feel like you might have heard of one of one or two James Bay songs because they were pretty popular for a minute. Really? Yeah. We'll have to. Pro- I up. probably just didn't know his name. Girl. Yeah. That's probably honestly what it was. Um, yeah. So this is the feature on the song with Bonnie Bear. Um, my first note that I have written is, okay, I'm sorry. I'm going to make this about Haler. Haler's <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> love child yeah. pop the fuck out. Um because there's just, I noticed as a fan of Taylor Swift and Harry Styles, and obviously, like, this is kind of a bit of a joke, um, guys, so don't freak out about the Haler stuff. Um, it's just when you listen to one person and you listen to another person, similarities in lyrics are going to pop out. Um, so the lyric that says, it took you five whole minutes to pack us up and leave me with it holding all this love out here in the hall mm-hmm. that lyric in the taylor song reminds me of the lyrics from harry's song falling he says i can't unpack the baggage you left and also if we go back to his first album he has a song called meet me in the hallway meet me in the hallway <laughs> so i'm in the fucking hallway <laughs> And in this song, Bonnie Bear is singing that part. So that's the guy in the story singing it, saying, like, it only took you, Taylor, five minutes to pack up all of us and leave me holding all of this in the hall. So mm. that makes me think the guy is in the relationship saying that. Um, and then also I can see you standing with his arms around your body. Reminds me of Harry's song. I hope you can see the shape that I'm in when he's touching your skin. Like, <sighs> I think I've seen this film before and I didn't like the ending. Again, reminds me of Wildest Dreams. Goes back to the first there. song, to the one where she says, mm. You know, the greatest films of all time were never made. Mm. Girls, I was describe the album today as a patchwork quilt, girl. See, oh, one ooh, patch that, connected to another, connected to another. It's such a good description. Um, <laughs> you'd get your knuckles bloody for me. Harry lyric is, I got splinters in my knuckles crawling across the floor. Mm. 
You think that they'd be talking back and forth, girl? In songs, yes. Mm. I mean, Harry has said that before. Uh, yeah. You know, so. Oh, in the Rolling uh, Stone, right? Yeah, yeah, he's talked about it before. Mm-hmm. Um. And then the the line, um, second. Third and hundred chances balancing on those broken branches. That reminds me of Out of the Woods. Mm. 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 To add those eyes add salt to injury. Them green eyes, bitch. In the dead of night, your eyes so green. Eyes so green. And I know for you it's always me. to play 1989 (laughs) and then of course the most obvious thing I feel like is you know we walked a very thin line oh you mean a fine line (laughs) I did you know Felicia I was about to say that's extra but I did think that initially I said oh I said okay and then just the echoing of like I gave so many signs and like the other person saying, like, you never gave a warning sign. Like, no, I gave so many signs. I never learned to read your mind. You never learned to read my mind. I gave so many signs, and you didn't see the signs. There's a part of me, Felicia, that's like, I know Taylor can't be sitting up there being this obvious with the Harry stuff. Like, if she were. Like, sometimes I'd be, like, feeling like I'm reaching, but then I'd be like, no, but, like, what she's trying to fake us out? Like, that's what I think. Like, what else? What the fuck else? Who's she, who the fuck she talking about? And then, like, you get on Twitter and you see hundreds of other people seeing the same thing. But is it mob mentality, Felicia? I don't know. I, but see, okay, this is what this is what gets it for me. Because I'm, like, I'm sitting here alone reacting to the album before I even get on social media, see anything else. And, and I'm thinking, thinking these things. And then yeah. I get or like I text like my friend or something and like they are saying sending me the same thing like I don't know I don't know mm. <laughs> I think I've seen this film before so bitch I am leaving out the side door mm. 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 out the side door girl who exile that is the ballot and the duet that's a hit I was literally delighted like, that's the best way I could put it. Like, I found the song actually delightful. Um, bon Iver definitely added something to the song. Um, and you know what? Good job. Good job. Good job. Um, okay, so track five, My Tears Ricochet. My Tears Ricochet. That girl, let me tell y'all something. My Tears Ricochet... In around 2013, My Tears Ricochet would have been the number one EDM song. Yeah. Oh, my God. The way I wanted that beat to drop. Oh, my God, Felicia. I wanted the beat and my ass to drop all at once. (laughs) And the beat drop never came. But you know what? It's not for the, you know what? We don't shake our asses in the woods. And I understand that. I understood that off the first song. I said, I really think we're about to get 16 songs that sound somewhat like this. Mm-hmm. And you know what? When I heard My Tears Working Shay by that point, I accepted it. And I'm not mad at it at all. I think that um, the kind of like the production on it, it's not echoey, but it's like 
it's airy. Mm-hmm. That that's the word I'm looking for. It's airy, and I really enjoy that because Taylor's voice at times can sound dainty, mm-hmm. and airy production and her dainty vocals go together. Oh yeah. Um, so I'm looking at the lyrics, and they have little notes on Genius, you know. Um, mm-hmm. and it says that she shared on Instagram that this is about a tormentor showing up at the funeral of his fallen object of, of, of obsession. Some fans believe it connects us to his personal life. Um, and it also says that she revealed on the YouTube live chat that this was the first song she wrote for folklore. So, mm. I did not make this connection until my friend Katie messaged me and she was like, I think my tears ricochet is about Scott and Scooter. And I had not heard anyone say that yet. Like this was the day, the day it came out that that Friday Mm -hmm. night. And then I saw on Twitter today or either last night sometime that other people were connecting it too. And it makes so much sense whenever Mm. you think of it that way. Um, I, it just, it clicked to me whenever she said that. I was like, oh my gosh, whoa, this this makes sense. Um, if I'm on fire, you'll be made out of ashes too. And then I didn't have it in myself to go with grace. You're the hero flying around saving face. If I'm dead to you, mm. why are you at the wake? Mm. She said, bitch, I didn't have it in myself to go out with grace. So I showed out on the fucking internet. Period. You're the hero going around trying to save face. If I'm dead Gee. to you, why are you why are you at the wake? Why are you fucking concerned? Mm-hmm. Cursing my name, wishing I stayed. Look at how my tears ricochet, bitch. They're not falling off the guitar anymore. She said you had to kill me, but it killed you just the same, bitch. Mm-hmm. You thought you were gonna fucking take these albums, bitch. Suck my dick. They ain't gonna be worth shit when I once I drop these bombs in November. Period. You wear the same jewels that I gave you as you bury me. Mm. Crossing out the good years. Crossing out the good years. And when you sleep at night, you hear my stolen lullabies. Mm. Mm. Damn, she shit on school on that one. Mm. She shit on them. I can go anywhere I want, just not home. Mm. Mm. Yeah, wow, cause her ass ain't going. Back. <laughs> yeah, imagine that Taylor going back home, the big machine. She's no. she that's a suck my dick record. Hold on. Mm-hmm. She said, hold on, let me drop a diss track and be cute. Yep. Wow. Fuck. I didn't crossing, realize that. Crossing out the good years, you're cursing my name, wishing I stayed. Mm. Wow, Felicia Taylor really says suck my dick. I didn't realize that. I'm like reading through the lyrics now. Yeah. Damn, girl. Doesn't it make sense? That's that a it, pimp slap. She did that. It literally, for me, it sounds like that. Like, I'm totally on board with that theory. Same. Who? <laughs> she said, here's track five, bitch. Yeah, I didn't realize. Mm-hmm. Huh. And if it was the first song she wrote for the album, I feel like that also makes a lot of sense. Because mm. how long ago was that? Right, that was... The scooter and the scooter stuff went down what like right right before Lover, because mm. Lover was the first album she dropped without them. Girl, I went on Time Hop and the day the Archer came out, 
was the day that Scooter slid into my DMs, girl. Oh, my God. That shit was on the time hop. I said, mm. LOL. Mm. This biatch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, should we get into Mirrorball? I'm a Mirrorball. Girl, let me tell you something. Tell me. Y'all, that was another one. That was another one that definitely um, could have been, you know, sped up just a pinch. As a couple, you know, cute little sound effects, a little beat drop, girl. But she did that. She took us twirling um, with the dandelions mm. out in the field. You know, mm. sundress on. I see Taylor with some bangs. You know, uh, light pink, almost clear gloss. You know, this isn't cherry lip, Taylor. This is, you know, she's not even really fully beat. You know, it's light, natural mm-hmm. beat Taylor twirling around, kicking a leg up. Um, very that floral pattern sundress. She's having fun and uh, living life. I liked it. I liked it too. This is slowly becoming one of my favorites. Um, like I, like I said, it changes every hour. Um, I think what I love most about this song is the instruments instrumental and in the production because to mm. me, like it it like fades in and out. You know, like at certain points there's no you don't know when it's gonna the music is gonna fade and her voice is gonna stay like the same volume but like there's certain points where the music fades out and to me it sounds like what a disco ball that's like spinning would Mm -hmm. be like it's like it's like that spinning motion I feel like whenever you hear like in the second chorus how the music fades it's like we're coming back around again. Like it's just it's it's like a circular motion. It sounds like it's in motion. Um, like you don't know when it's gonna catch the light. Right. Like you're just it's just like spinning and and um, I don't know. I just love that. It's hard to describe. Like so, if you guys haven't heard it, <laughs> you need to listen to it because <laughs> you'll know exactly what I mean once you hear it. Um, I love I I, I love how she compares herself to a mirror ball and she's like you know I'm gonna show you every version of yourself um it 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 feels like it it almost feels like she's talking about herself and the public like in the spotlight and her her career because um I don't remember what it was on maybe it was maybe it was the documentary where she was saying like you know be approaching your 30s and being in your 30s and in music like it feels like you have to switch stuff up all the time um so it kind of, to me, sounds like she's like, I'm trying to figure out, you know, what version you want to see. Like, I'm still here and I'm spinning on my highest tiptoes. Like, I'm I'm trying to, like, keep your attention, capture your attention. I'm still trying to make you, like, laugh. And I'm still trying to get you to keep looking at me. I'm doing everything I can to do that. Um, I've never been a natural. All I do is try. Um, and then the bridge makes me think of the Red Tour, because although I didn't go to the Red Tour, I know that it was circus-themed. Um, they called off the circus, burned the disco down. I'm still on that tightrope, trying everything to get you to laugh at me. I'm still on the trapeze. She, like, walks on a literal, like, ta- ta- tightrope or trapeze-type thing um, on the Red Tour. So, I don't know. It just it makes me think of all of that. Mm. That was actually an, another song that I would describe as delightful. Mm-hmm. I like that it was like kind of like a lighter song, um, production-wise. 
Yes. I was shaking my really little tambourine loved, girl. Really loved the production of this one. Like This was if, the Jack Antonoff one. If Taylor were um, a member of Josie and the Pussycats girl, this would be their hit, mm. Mirrorball. Mm. This was her giving you a taste of a disco without actually giving you disco. She's saying, I know. I realized that's why I was like, okay, Taylor, I see you trying to throw a little teaspoon <laughs> my way, girl. I know, girl. Thank you. I gave her a little wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, August. August is a, another part of the trilogy, right? Or am I thinking of something else? I thought so. Wait, seven. Seven. Seven is next. Oh, no, seven is next. Yeah, I'm looking at it like, wait, what? Yeah, I had the wrong lyrics pulled up. Um, Okay, so seven is not a part. August is. Um, I love seven. Seven is one of my top three from the album. Um, I usually pick my top three based off of, like, my first initial reaction to it because I feel like it's probably going to stick. Um. To me, this song sounds like what it feels like to watch a home movie of, like, you from your childhood when you're, like, seven. (laughs) And um, it's so nostalgic, carefree. Like, you can just, like, feel the summer breeze. It feels like childhood. Uh, I I could just, like, I could see myself taking home, old home movies and putting this song over it, and it would be perfect. She mentions Pennsylvania in this one. It was this one, right? Sweet tea in the summer, cross your heart, won't tell no other. Oh, yeah, this one was cute. This one was cute, I forgot, but she was cute. Okay. And she mentions Pennsylvania, so. Shout out to PA. PA loves Taylor, and Taylor loves PA <laughs> as well. Um, Yeah, I think this is a, such a cute song. Sweet tea in the summer, cross your heart, won't tell no other. And though I can't recall your face, I've still got love for you. Your brain's like mm. a pattern. Love you to the moon and Saturn. Passed down like folk songs. The love lasts so long. Passed um, down like folk songs, girl. With the quilt, girl. It just, it, it makes me think she's talking of her childhood friend. Mm. Because um, in the second verse, you know, she says, I think you should come live with me. We can be pirates. You won't have to cry or hide in the closet. And like a folk song, our, pa- our love will be passed on. Mm. Picture me in the weeds before I learned civility. Used to scream ferociously anytime I wanted. Mm. And then closing it out with pack your doll, your dolls in a sweater. We'll move to India forever. Oh, India. Um, What do you think about the fact that people might think that this is like a love song to a girl. Seven? Because she says you won't have to hide in the closet. Oh. Oh. Hmm. I think they she might mean like a a closet closet like your ass is in like the closet like a harry potter type situation yeah that's what i pictured too but i what if that's how people take it that's fine too um oh yeah it's definitely open to interpretation but i didn't exactly. even think that that didn't even cross my mind little gay ass mind girl. 
Mm, well, it's the first thing I thought of when I heard it. But <laughs> <laughs> you won't have to hide in the closet. You won't have to cry and hide in the closet. Um, said, Come out, gays. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I I love this song so much. I love just the, like, rhythm of the chorus. Um, I love how it's just so, like, flowy. It just, it's flowy. Felicia. Mm-hmm. I'm going to play August again, because okay. I don't remember what she sounds like. Oh, I like this one. This is the Alanis Morissette one. But I can see is lost in the memory. <laughs> this is a hit. The bottle of wine one. Yes. Oh. Fuck, oh August. my god, fuck. August is a hit. August is like top five. Oh, for sure. And August is um the version of the other girls perspective and the Betty James love triangle. Oh girl, I didn't even realize. Yes. So this is the song about the girl he cheated on Betty or the girl he chose over Betty or the, the other, the other girl in the situation, the, the other woman. Right. Um, and I feel like, bitch, this is taken right out of my life. This is a chapter of my fucking life. Okay. Um, I just feel like it, re- I just can relate to it so much. And that's maybe why I love it so much. Um, but I love the way she sings the chorus. Um, it kind of like picks up at the chorus. Um, uh, so, so good. Um, you're back beneath the sun, wishing I could write my name on it. Fuck. What a visual. What a visual. This song is a song that, like, I imagine myself, like, out on a Sunday, like, in WeHo, COVID-free, like, and, like, the gays are out, like, having a drink. Like, I, like, imagine they would play this. Mm-hmm. Like that, like if the gays had to choose like a handful of hits, like three hits off of the album, like August would definitely be one of them. Like, cause it's like not a pop jam, but it's definitely like hype just in a different way. It's like yeah. hype, like Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Like a Sunday afternoon sangria moment. Like that. I know what you mean. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, cause I wrote down something similar. <laughs> Oh, really? wrote, well, it's not very similar. It's just funny. It kind <laughs> of relates. I wrote this song sounds like a teenage summer love dream. I can see pink clouds and smell floral perfume. Girl, you better come on. <laughs> you better tell me what the fuck you see, girl. I love that. That's what this song is to me. I just said, bitch, I could fucking see it, girl. Uh, uh, Damn. Hmm. And the outro of this song um, is going to be, is essential for a song that comes later, which is Betty, because she's, this girl is saying like, remember I pulled, pulled up in the car and I said, like, or I pulled up and I said, get in the car. I plan, I canceled my plans in case you'd call back when I was living for the hope of it all. Um, you were never mine to lose. She, this girl knew this guy was in love with Betty, but she was just hoping that, you know, hoping something could happen meet me behind the mall bitch um mm. uh, also the like how in this song this this song like cardigan also gives me reminiscent to um fallout boy vibes because um and hum hallelujah the line is oh, our teenage vow in a parking lot till tonight do us part i thought you were just a lot our teenage bow in a parking lot behind the mall, bitch. Behind the dirty ass fucking mall, girl. Damn. 
But at least my mall in my hometown was dirty as hell. That's why I keep saying dirty ass mall. Stroud Mall, dirty as hell. Y'all need to close the fuck down. Mm. PA. <laughs> Living under the Pennsylvania sky. Mm. Um, I also like how in this song, she's asked, she, like, the person singing it is asking the person they're singing it to to remember, like, saying, like, pleading, like, don't you remember whenever we did this? It reminds me of Out of the Woods, whenever she's saying, like, do you remember? I remember. Do you remember? Like, like, don't you remember how magical and wonderful this moment was? Like, remember all these great times and you're just going to like, you know, not. <laughs> and you're just going to not. <laughs> like, you're just going to go back to fucking Betty. <laughs> well, I guess Betty had that, had something magical, girl. I don't know. Mm, I don't know. But I just, I love this song so much. So much for Summer Love and Saying Us, because you weren't mine to lose. Mm. Ugh, to live for the hope of it all. Canceled plans just in case you'd call. How many times did I do that? How many times? Felicia, I know you wasn't out there canceling plans for boys. Uh, Courtney, Let me, you don't make me put you I in the headlock right now. You know I know you. <laughs> was you were sitting there with the goofy face on <laughs> yeah especially when we weren't dating and i felt like fucking this person in this song mm. you know i was out there canceling plans in case he called <laughs> he said sorry y'all i'm sick <coughs> mm. that's all right though you uh, from that such a good fucking song mm. um okay this is me trying um i play that one have we has ricky told us his top songs because i'm curious if this is one of them because for me it reminds me of afterglow and i see on genius right here they've also got that written so it pairs with my notes that i made and we know ricky loves afterglow so afterglow stan um, so I'm wondering if he also loves this one just as much. Because this song is basically saying, like, you know, I'm, I'm trying. Like, she's, like, kind of, like, putting the blame on herself for whatever is happening in the relationship. And it feels like she's, like, saying, like, I want you to try just as much. Like, I'm trying. I'm doing this. I'm, I'm standing here, like, giving you my all. Um, I want you to give it back. I think in my live reaction, um, I said that this was the cousin to Afterglow. Did you see? I yeah. didn't get to see your reaction because by the time Girl, I got you know they mine, Felicia, they pulled it. Like, I think my reaction was up to the public. Like after it got re-uploaded, I think it was up for like six minutes. Mm. Six minutes. I had like emails out the ass. Sixteen beautiful emails. <laughs> Yeah, I like, also had 16, but thankfully they weren't blocking. <laughs> thank the Lord, girl. Well, you weren't playing the full version of the song. Yeah. I was just playing that bitch straight on through, bitch. We was having so much fun. I bet. <sighs> but um, I did like This Is Me Trying. Yeah. It, you can, just by the way she sings the song and the production of the song, you can, like, feel the fear that she has of losing their relationship. Um again loaded with just like great just hit after hit line after line like it just like kind of like knocks the wind out of you like how 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 she wrote this um they told me all of my cages were mental so i got wasted like all my potential 
This is me trying. My words shoot to kill when I'm mad, and I have a lot of regret about that. Mm. So ahead. That was of the that curve. was when I realized. Whew, so ahead of the curve. The curve became a spear. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. It's hard to be at a party when I feel like an open wound. It's hard to be anywhere these days when all I want is you. You're a flashback to a film on to, to a film reel on a one screen in my town. So we're going back to the film, bitch. Back to the film. On the one screen, too. Mm. The and only then, one she want to see, girl. The only one. And, you know, the best films were never made. Um, <laughs> and then she closes it out with saying, at least I'm trying. Mm. At least I'm trying. Hey, some effort is better than no effort, girl. I feel that. Mm-hmm. Mm. Good song. Another ballad. Um, Illicit Affairs. This one also has been creeping up. Creeping up. I'm going to play it because I know I like it, but I forgot what it sounds like. Okay. Oh, this was like the whole one. With the longing glances. Right. Mm. Make sure nobody sees you leave, girl. Mm-hmm. Look over your head. Keep your eyes down, girl. I said, hold on, girl. This is the sneaky jam, girl. This is the sneaky one, girl. What are we sneaking off to, girl? Back to your quilt situation. This reminds me of August, um, what started in beautiful rooms ended with meeting in parking lots. The parking lot behind the mall. Um, uh, it's so hard to talk about these because it's just, it feels like I'm just saying the same thing over and over. But I just, I love it. I love the like, ooh, things that she's doing at the beginning of the song. Um, I wrote in my notes, this song sounds like a candle lit in a dark bedroom. I don't know how she's able to do this, but this song sounds like the feeling of sneaking around, like that feeling you get. Um, I wrote, I hate this because it's a chapter from my book. (laughs) The line about leaving perfume out you picked for him. Um, I, I, again, it's so descriptive. Like you, the perfume that you picked out for him, um, leave it on the shelf so you don't leave any trace behind. It's like you don't even exist. Take the words for what they are. Can't think too deep about it. Um, also, again, bitch, when is the Fallout Boy collab coming out? She's talking about a clandestine meeting. Like, clandestine was the name of Pete Wentz's Stop. clothing line. Stop. Imagine. In meetings and parking lots, again, That's our Taylor teenage letting vow us know in a that the rock lot. album is coming in December. Teenage vow in a parking lot. Mm. Don't call me kid. Hey, kids, you'll never leave this town. We're about to. All right. <laughs> new new podcast, new episode. Comparing oh. Taylor Swift to Fallout Boy. <laughs> also, just to like, you know, because it's been a minute since we had a little Haler flavor. Little like the everything but the bagel. That's me sprinkling Haler on here. Just pretend that's what. Um, <laughs> what does Harry say? He says, "Don't you call me baby, or don't you call him baby?" 
We're not talking lately. And she says, don't call me kid. Don't call me baby. Oh, my God. Yes, this part. You showed me colors I can't see with anyone else. Oh, you mean like an out of the woods? <laughs> the rest of the world was black and white, but we were in screaming we were in color. Screaming color, girl. You taught me a secret language I can't speak with anyone else. Fuck. Like, you just like... That just like tells you right there, just in one little line, how impactful this relationship was. Like when you are like with someone and you have your own secret little language, like fuck. And now you're gone and I don't have anyone to speak the secret language with. Mm. It's now a dead language. It's a dead language. Ugh. All right. All right. Fuck. I don't know what we're about to do right now because <laughs> Courtney, you know my feelings on invisible string. <laughs> I think Invisible String is my favorite, so I'm going to play it. Oh, man, I can't handle this one. Oh, no, this is a bop. This is the best song on the album. Mm-hmm. I said, when she's ready to turn up the heat, girl, this is the one. Hey, 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 hey. You know you know who she need on this one, girl? Yeah. When she ready for the clubs, girl? When Corona just, when we wake up tomorrow and, girl, God just says no more Corona, girl, everyone head to the club. Um, we she needs to get fat bear scoop right right on this right now imagine this no because I've been to the country club girl uh, when I was in Orlando girl they would have remixed this with some with some fat bear scoop hang on hang on hang on what 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 on the album um i i just this for me personally is the perfect song everything about this has the ingredients to make felicia's favorite song in the world um because bitch oh my god my cat just sneezed are you okay bless you um (laughs) i'm getting into it the cat sneezing um also i'm waving my i'm flailing my hands around right now (laughs) Talking about Invisible String. I just, I fucking love shit like this. Like, she's saying, bitch, every single fucking thing in our lives led us to each other. We were attached to this invisible fucking string. And all this shit, all this bullshit, all these little mundane things even. Like, me sitting in fucking Tennessee in the Centennial Park. Bitch, I'm out here in Tennessee. And the grass is green. But you know what? You're somewhere else. And you're working in a yogurt shop. But... <laughs> me sending Courtney voice notes. I was sending to the group chat too. So everyone got to experience it. David said, I don't have to <laughs> David literally did say he doesn't have the fucking time. Um, oh my god. And then we get into the chorus. Oh, and not to mention the fact that she's like using like colors to even just make it even more visual. Like saying teal was the color of your shirt. So whenever you're picturing this bitch in the co- in the fucking yogurt shop <laughs> when you're picturing him, you can see his color shirt. Like you can see his shirt. Um Oh, and then the chorus, the chorus is another one where she switches the chorus up with each, like, 
after each verse, she switches it up just a little bit. Um, uh, time, curious time. Give me no compasses. Give me no signs. Were there clues mm. I didn't see? Like, she's, like, sitting here thinking, like, oh, wow. Look at all these things that brought us together. Like, some that I'll never even know of. Like, and, bitch, I was sitting here. Time, there was no compass. There was just an invisible string. Isn't it just so pretty to think? Courtney, that all along there was an invisible string tying you to me. I'm getting hot. Girl, we at the fucking slam poetry jam, girl. Give it to me, girl. God. Yeah. In verse two, Courtney, you know this one got me. You know this one got me. <laughs> Bad was the blood of the song in the cab on your first trip to LA. You better <sighs> preach it. <laughs> they didn't even know each other yet. For the first time ever, and he gets in the cab, and guess what's on? Her song, the girl he's going to end up marrying one day and having children with. Give you my wild, give you my child. She's going to have children with him one day, and her song was playing in the fucking cab. Not only that, Courtney, not only that, but he ate at her favorite spot for dinner that night, and they didn't even mm-hmm. know her yet. Felicia, if we were in church, I would be patting your forehead with a fucking napkin, Pastor, right now. I have chills right now. You are raising the spirits right now. (laughs) And then then she's going to do this to us, Courtney. She's going to say, bold was the waitress on our three-year trip getting lunch down by the lakes. Bitch, we ain't even heard the lakes yet. We ain't even heard that song yet, and she's gonna do that to us. And the waitress made a joke that she looked like an American singer. Bitch, it's fucking Taylor Swift. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my Taylor Swift. Like, imagine how fun and cute that was. Like, they're out having dinner, and this waitress is like, "You look like an American singer," and they're like, "Bitch, I'm Taylor Swift." Like, and she don't even know. Like, girl, I would know. They they must have had a fool on their hands, girl, because they couldn't get that shit past me, girl. I would say, oh, that's the queen. <laughs> also, I was working at the restaurant that day at the Lakes, bitch. Yeah, yeah, she's lucky, because if I was at the Lakes, girl, the but, cover would have been blown, girl. I wouldn't have told nobody but Felicia, but girl, I would have, girl, you would have still been able to be the fox, girl. I wouldn't have tipped the girls off, but I never certainly would have recognized the queen. <laughs> wouldn't have had that line in Invisible String, so thank God. I know, right? I would have fucked it up. I would have fucked up the quilt. <laughs> God, and I love the second chorus where she says, time cutting me open and then healing me fine. Bitch, time will heal you. It's going to cut you open, but it's going to heal you. Mm, that's the truth, though. And then in the bridge, Courtney, she's got to throw it back to... She's she's already thrown it back to bad blood. Now she's got to throw it back to delicate. That string that was attaching the two of us, it pulled me out of the wrong arms, and, but it pulled me into that damn dive bar on the <laughs> east side. Bitch, where the fuck are And then she gives us other, other, like, whatever. She gives us other symbols, I guess, of, like, things being wrapped up, like, Something wrapped up all of her past mistakes in barbed wire. Chains wrapped around her demons. Wool get there was wool to brave the seasons, but there was one single gold thread, and it tied me to you. Fuck, bitch. Fuck. Oh my god, it just keeps coming and coming and coming. Because then we get to the part about Joe Jonas, where she says, mm. "Steel was 
Cold was the steel of my axe to grind for the boys who broke my heart. Now I send their baby's presents. If that if that is not some speak now Uno reversal, like you know, in terms of showing how much growth there is with her. Growth. Woman. Growth. Now I send their baby's presents, bitch. I was singing about last kiss, forever the name on my lips, like going the fuck off, throwing Courtney, throwing the red chair off the fucking stage. Alicia. <laughs> Throwing the red chair off the stage. You said forever and always, bitch. Now I said your baby's present. Mm. And then, of course, she's got to, you know, give us a little hint of the red in the autumn when she says, I, I'm showing you around Centennial Park. The leaves are now gold, bitch. Hell was the journey, but it brought me heaven. And it gave mm. me blues and purple-pink skies. And it's all right. It's cool, baby, because there was an invisible string tying you to me. Fuck, we could have done a whole podcast on that one song. You know what I want? I want the Invisible String Canyon Moon mashup. Oh, that would Felicia. be cool. You know that that's it. We need that. I Yes, I need the girls to get to work. Now, love child, you need to get in touch with one of your hailers and tell them to get on the ones and twos so they could mix it up so we could get that. I'm sure it happened somehow. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I had to take a sip of my LaCroix, my coconut LaCroix after that one, Courtney. That one got me riled up. You was preaching. You was preaching, girl. I really don't know if I've loved a song that much for, it's been a long time since I've just immediately been like, this fucking song was crafted perfectly to make up the <laughs> recipe. Because I love, like, I, like I've talked about with the song Lover, like, I love simple things, simple songs like that, that just like, not like this whole song joe understands exactly what every bit of these lyrics mean you know like this is a song for him he knows exactly what she's talking about we do too because obviously we can like guess but he he was there and he knows exactly what she's saying in every single line of that song and i just love that that's special man all right let's get into mad woman mad woman Bitch, there was nothing like a mad woman. <laughs> There's nothing like a mad woman. Um, so she said this song was about like a misfit widow um getting her gleeful revenge on a town that had out ca- had cast her out. Um this song for me, a lot of it, the visuals remind me of the rep tour. I was going to say, it was giving me reputation vibes, like with the theme of like revenge and yeah. fighting back against. Yeah. Um, because she says, um, she mentions witches in it. She says she breathes flames each time she talks. Um, her cannons are firing at the yacht. Um all of that just gives me reputation. I did something bad. Bob's. Is this the first time Taylor has said fuck in a song when she says fuck you forever? I think so. I think so too. Um, I, I didn't expect. Girl, I said, hold on. Fuck you forever. Um, I love, I, I just love the way she sets it up. Like she's saying like, you know, bitch, you're, you're so 
you've outcast me, but you're still so obsessed with me. Like, what are you singing on your drive home? Do you see my face in the neighbor's lawn, bitch? Is she smiling or is she saying fuck you forever? Um, she, I mean, she's telling you like, bitch, don't call me crazy because it's only going to make me more crazy. Um, you're going to poke the bear so many times till the claws come out. Mm-hmm. Period. Um, I mean, I don't know if this is meant to be, but it feels like verse two is about Kim and Kanye. Um, women like hunting witches too, doing your dirtiest work for you. Yikes. That's it's obvious that wanting me that has really brought you two together. Bitch, what a line. What an Instagram caption. Yikes. Mm. Mm. Um, I mean, that could be multiple things, even if it wasn't them. I mean, Scott and Scooter, like Justin and Scooter. That's what I was thinking, Scott, Justin and Scooter. All of that. Um, Kanye and Justin. Yeah, um, but that's what that feels like to me. Who knows if it's actually what that means. Um, I, I thought it was interesting that she also added in there in the bridge, like, good wives always know. So was she, is this character saying like her husband, she knew her husband was cheating on her. The master of spin has a couple side flings. Good wives always know she should be mad. She should be scathing like me, but no one likes a mad woman. So it feels like she's saying like, you know, the woman that. She knows her husband's cheating on her, but she's trying to just be polite because nobody likes a mad woman. It reminds me of that. <clears throat> there's like a Miranda Lambert song or something like that, where it's where she's talking about like my mama told me like you need to wipe your tears and clean up your makeup, like you don't need to show you're crazy. Um, so I feel like it kind of touches on that a little bit, like you know don't show your emotions. You need to be a proper woman, kind of what she talks about in her documentary, where she's saying like mm-hmm. you know I always need to be quiet. I don't need to speak out. I need to please everybody. Also going back to Mirabelle. Just to follow the rules. Yeah, yeah. So that's what that one kind of makes me think of. Who? I like Mad Woman too. I do too. Um, Epiphany, I don't remember. Hang on. Epiphany, yeah, this one, this one. Oh, I don't even remember that, girl. Sorry. Go off. (laughs) Epiphany is a song that Taylor wrote from the perspective of her um, grandfather's experience in the military. Um, also, to me, it sounds like I don't know what her granddad did in the military. Maybe he was a doctor in the military. I don't know. But it also, to me, sounds like the perspective of someone who works in the medical field. Um this was probably my least favorite just because this one actually is sad for me because it feels like what's going on in the world right now. Um, yeah. Uh, because, like, it's, it's some things you just can't speak about. Um, and she ta- she says that in the first verse about the military and also the second verse speaking about, um, like, the medical field. Like, I'm holding your hand through plastic now. Like, ugh, I, mm. I don't like picturing that just because I'm already sad from everything else going on. Like, I don't want to picture you holding somebody's hand through a plastic body bag. Um, uh, or maybe not even, it's probably not even that dramatic. It's probably the fucking plastic of the glove or something. I don't know. But either way, it's still a sad visual. Either way, it's sad. And it kind of like sheds light on the fact that there are people that have careers where they just like, they go to work and they come home and they can't even talk about it because it's so hard what they experienced 
at yeah. work, like thinking of like doctors and stuff or nurses or just anybody in the medical field that goes in and they lose a patient, like how hard that is. And, and, you know, only 20 minutes of sleep, um, dream of some epiphany, just a glimpse of relief, um, to make some sense of what you've seen. Um, yeah, I, it's just a sad song. It's a sad song. To me, it sounds like a children's choir singing. Mm, well, that makes it even worse. Like, it sounds like, I don't know, like a children's choir and a, like, old, like, Christmas film or something. Because it's like, dun, 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 dun. I, I don't know. It just it sounds familiar. It just sounds old-timey. It, it really sets the scene. Beautiful writing. It's just much like um soon you'll get better very sad song so that's probably, what it reminded me of probably won't listen to it that much my granddad was also in the military so i think about stuff like that too um oh. but yeah all right shall we get into betty the the gay bop of the century <laughs> i hit a bop a massive hit period now if i would not have known about the love triangle thing, I would have been like, bitch, who the fuck is Betty? Who the fuck is Betty? <laughs> who is Betty? And I love that, like, a lot of people don't know all of that, like, casual listeners to Taylor, and they're like, oh, no. Wait a minute, bitch. Taylor's singing about a girl. <laughs> but that's, that's kind of, like, what makes it fun, because it makes yeah. it kind of, like, for those that don't know, it makes it almost kind of like a Katy Perry, I kissed a girl kind of moment for mm-hmm. them, if they don't know. She's like, oh, I'm, you know, this is a story. Um, but this is the third part, and this is Betty's perspective from the love triangle of Cardigan in August. Um, so we've had the guy, we, no, 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 this is the guy's perspective, sorry. We've had Betty's perspective in Cardigan, we've had the other woman's perspective in August, and now we have the perspective from the guy. I fucking love this song. I liked it just lyrically. I was imagining like teenagery kind of love. You yeah. know, just the thought of like a skateboard or like riding past her house. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. Like when you hear it, you really have to like listen to the lyrics and really kind of paint the picture for yourself. Like this is not, at least it doesn't sound like the story of like two adults, obviously. Right. You know what and- I mean? And, um, and I love, I just, I I think this is just a perfect wrap up of those three songs because so much of this song points to the other ones. Like, like you could have had this song on its own, but it just makes it a package with the other ones. Like the chorus saying like, I'm only 17. I don't know anything, but I know I miss you. That recalls back to Cardigan. Um, when you are young, they assume, you know, nothing, um, and also in the bridge, um, you know, the cobblestones, walking on the cobblestones, that recalls back to that. Um, the bridge, the the bridge recalls back to um, August. I was walking home on broken cobblestones thinking of you, Betty, when she pulled up like a figment of my worst intentions. And she said, James, get in. She's saying that, that that's from the other song where the girl was saying, I would drive up and tell you to get in the car and let's go behind the mall. Um, those days turned into some, into nights. I dreamt, of, I slept next to you, but I dreamt, or I slept next to her, but I dreamt of you all summer long. Um, 
so I, I don't know. I just, I love the way she wrote this. I love how she connected the songs so perfectly. Um, and how you have to like sit there and think about it to realize this, because I mean, it took me until today to realize that the bridge was going back to August. I think that Taylor should make a musical based off of this. That would be so fun. That shit would sell out. Like, she doesn't even have to be in it if she doesn't want to. Mm-hmm. But, like, just like a, a musical created by Taylor Swift, I think, is a marvelous idea. Because you know That's... it just would be done right. Oh, yeah. I think I, would, I think I would pay whatever. I would pay I don't even care how much. I would pay whatever. Same. Oh, wow. We need that. We need to manifest that. Um, this mm-hmm. is also another song where she says, fuck. Um, would you tell me to go fuck myself or lead me? To the garden. She's the mm. guy saying, bitch, Betty, if I show up at your party, are you going to tell me to go fuck myself or are you going to take me out back? This is like stupid and a reach, but as soon as I heard garden, I thought of Garden Gate from Cruel oh, Summer. Same. Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. I agree. It totally connects. Um, and then I, I love in verse three whenever james is like actually going there and he's like betty i'm here on your doorstep i've planned this out for weeks now and it's finally sinking in and then the line betty right now is the last time that i can dream about what happens when you see my face again like he's been thinking about for weeks like how is she going to react when she sees me and right now is the very last second i ever get to dream about that moment because it's about to be reality love that line Betty's up there for me as well. Oh, I love it. And then the outro, standing in in your cart again, kissing in my car again, stopped at a streetlight. You know I miss you. Bitch, we're mm. under the streetlight in our Levi's in our cardigans. <sighs> she did that, Miss Taylor. So good. Um, all right, so Peace. Peace is another one of my favorite songs on this album. Hang it- on, Felicia. Let me play it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah i like this one too Ooh. yeah peace is good so good um that it feels like she's saying i also feel like i can relate to this song a lot but um she's she's saying like this person that she's with is such a like she's she's holding them so highly and she's like you're such a perfect like person like how I can't even fathom why you would want to be with somebody like me like she's like you paint dreamscapes on the wall and I sit around and talk shit with my friends I'm like wasting wasting your honor like I'm not even appreciating you as much um but she's saying you know like I'm somebody who has a lot of baggage um you know this is just what it is um is it okay with you that things aren't always going to be perfect the honeymoon phase our coming of age has come and gone like we're we're out of the honeymoon phase like this is the real shit and now this is our real life and relationship together like I want you to stay with me in spite of all of my demons and flaws I could never give you peace is that okay with you Mm, a powerful sentiment a powerful question she said i would give you my wild give you my child give you silence that only comes when two people understand each other family that i chose now that i see your brother as my brother is it enough Mm. Mm. 
Did you catch the line about there's robbers to the east, clowns to the west? Because I did not until I got on Twitter. <laughs> oh, I definitely did. The second I heard west, I rewound that shit after the live stream was over. Like, and I went back and tried to listen to it again, and I said, oh, hold on. Apparently, in the lyric video, which I have not watched any of the lyric videos yet, but apparently west is capitalized. It's capitalized in the lyrics on Apple Music, too. Oh, is it? Okay. Mm-hmm. Damn right. I really love the line, um, I'd give you my sunshine, give you my best, but the rain is always going to come if you're standing with me. I love mm. that. Okay, you got to know what you're getting yourself into. It's not like she's trying to hide. No. It's like, if you really love me, this is all the shit that's going to come with it. So mm-hmm. take me as I am. Like, she's telling them, like, she's like, you know, I am going to give you everything. I'll keep your brittle heart warm with my fire. Like, I'll... I'll just be here for you. All these people think this love is for show, but I would die for you in secret. Um, but is it going to be okay if I can never give you peace? Like, you're never going to have peace with me. Is that okay? Mm. I love it. It's it's so it's so mature. The maturity of a relationship, just I love it. Mm. One of my favorites. Shout out to the queen. I, I also, look, also like that song. Um... I don't really have a lot of notes about hoax because I need to sit with it for a while. I like the song, but the meaning mm. of it is a little bit confusing to me because it sounds like a love song. And then when we get to, is it the bridge? Let's see. Yeah. Then when we get to the bridge, she says she left a part of her back in New York you know the mm. hero died, so what's the movie for? You knew it still hurt beneath my scars from when they pulled me apart. And then she says, what you did was just as dark as mm. when they pulled me apart. So it, it's a little bit confusing for me. So I don't really, I don't know exactly what the meaning of the song is. I feel like just about every line in here or a lot of them are referencing other songs. Okay. Um, my smoking gun that reminds me of like "Look What You Made Me Do," um, reputation stuff, "Twisted Knife," <laughs> "Eclipsed Sun." Remember she announced um, reputation during the eclipse. Yes. Uh. And then uh, let's see what else. What else part did I? Uh. Stood on the cliffside screaming, give me a reason. That reminded me of the look, um, the, um, not look what you made me do. The Out of the Woods music video when she's on the side of the cliff. Um, of course, she's referencing New York again, which that's basically every album. But, you know, mm-hmm. um, hero in the movie, di- the hero died. So what's the movie for? Like, what was any point of this? Um, again, referencing movies. Um and I think the outro where she's saying, like, my kingdom come undone, my broken drum, you have beaten my heart. That reminds me mm. of when she's playing King of My Heart on Reputation Tour, when they have the do, drums. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Yep. And then the don't want no other shade of blue, but you know other sadness in the world would do. We know she refers to Joe as blue in many mm-hmm. songs on many albums. So that, I don't know. I don't know. I love the song. I just don't really know the meaning of it yet because I haven't spent enough time with it. So, on a scale of 
one to ten, how would you rate Um, I would definitely rate it a ten. I I think that it's hard for me to compare this to things like Reputation because Reputation was such a monumental career moment. Like I feel like that's always going to be number one. Um, but this is definitely up there. And I think the timing, just everything about this album has made it so like, like put it so highly for me, just everything about it. Um, when it was released, all of that. Mm. I think for me, I would give it a... I would give it an eight. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I would give it an eight is, is yes, it is God tier music. And yes, I can definitely identify that it is a masterpiece, but I would just nick off one point for just it not being my preferred genre of music. Mm -hmm. And I would nick the other point off in terms of repeatability. Mm -hmm. Um, Like when I think about Taylor Swift albums, like, Almost all of them, I would play, like, on repeat. Like, I, girl, I go through an album in order, and then I go back and play my favorites a couple times, like, over and over and over again. And I feel like after this era, I probably won't revisit this album as often mm. as the others. Mm-hmm. But still bomb, though. Yeah, I feel like Reputation's definitely the one I go back to the most. So that's mm-hmm. why I think that that one... It's hard it's hard to pick when an album first comes out for me, like the order, yeah. you know? Cuz like looking mm-hmm. now years later, I can see that Reputation's probably my number one. Mm. Um just I just feel like that moment in time and that album, just everything about Reputation is probably number one for me. But now if you were to ask me right now, I might would put this at number 2. Mm. Come on, folklore. Um, but again, for me, it's really hard to rate Taylor albums because each one is a certain chapter of my life. So true, and they all—they all are so very different. Right, it's so hard to compare. Um, I thought it was interesting that this was the first time that there hasn't. Since, this is the first time since Red that there hasn't been a like bridge that she was talking on. Mm. Like, you know, we had Red and we had the first single from that, Never Getting Back Together, She's Speaking on the Bridge. Yeah. And then 1989, first single from that, Shake It Off, She's Speaking on the Bridge. Um, Reputation, Look What You Made Me Do, She's Speaking on the Bridge. Lover was me and She's Speaking on the Bridge. And on this I one, didn't even realize. Yeah. I like legitimately didn't even realize. Holy shit. Listen, me sitting in my bathtub, listening to this album. Brought, brought these notes out. Girl, I see the fucking notes, girl. I mean, I can't see them, but I see them. <laughs> I, I love her. I love her. I'm so glad Me she too. gave this to us. Like, this was, like, what we needed. Like, this She is did exactly- what she had to do, girl. She said, bitch, I feel like making this, and here y'all go, period. Goodbye. Mm. Back in the cottage. <laughs> Back in the cottage. <laughs> Back in the fucking cottage, Joe. Where's my wine? Good night. I've Taylor definitely probably asleep right now. 
<laughs> Probably. <laughs> I've definitely very much, like I said, enjoyed the whole experience of this album. Um, I mean, it came out. I had a little glass of wine. I had a little candle lit. It was just really chill. And then, like, for the next day or two after, like, the majority of my time has been spent like just sitting around with like my lights cut on like my like um fairy lights cut on and like my lamps and like just being cozy like it's it's been a very cozy and healing experience i think listening to the album Mm, good i'm glad that she did this me too i'm so glad i love everything about this um and, you know, we couldn't not have a podcast episode about it because I'm going to be going out of town. So it would have been like three weeks before. Oh, <laughs> and... yeah. Y'all wouldn't have heard this for a minute. <laughs> so we had to pop up and give a quick bonus episode. Um, hopefully you guys enjoyed listening to this. It was obviously longer, like most of our album reviews are. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get in and out off Taylor. And like I said, we could probably do a whole episode on just Invisible String. Um, but that's a bop. That's a hit. That's a number one waiting to happen. Now, Taylor, you need to give us an iconic music video. Do not let this be the cruel summer of this goddamn album, please. Oh my god, I can just see the Invisible String music video. Oh, um, okay. All right, you guys, we are going to go. Courtney, is there anything else you want to say before we go? Stream folklore and y'all hold out for the next tour. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right, guys, thank you for listening. Let us know what your favorite songs are, um, because obviously Gee. we're down to talk about this album till the damn cows come home, bitch. Move, um, girl. <laughs> thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.